Okay. Uh, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> oh my gosh. Some um, uh, a strong uh, point of views about the Grammys and the entertainers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Recording Association. Um, hello, everyone. <laughs> that was the Goss. And now we're here for the Goss Gab Hour Roundtable Talkback segment. I'm Laura Canty Samuel. Hey, hey, I'm Kavar Snipe. And we have Maya, Greg, <laughs> Danielle, Shem. Hey. Hello. <laughs> um, we're going to have a couple of other people jumping in. We have um, a wonderful guest we'll be meeting, David Brandon. But first, we want to jump into a little news. Oh. Um, yes, I want to throw it over to Maya. Maya has uh, something to talk about that I think probably affects most of us. I sure do. Um, yeah, so Netflix is testing out a possible new um, password, uh, password sharing crackdown, I think is what they're calling it. Um, so I, like many of us, I'm very into shared passwords. Um, I share a lot of passwords. Um, a lot might be an understatement. I share lots and lots and lots of passwords. Um, I both share mine and I receive passwords from others. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, I I find this a little disappointing, um, mostly because I'm like, Netflix, you already have 200 million subscribers. Are we not getting a little bit greedy now? Like, do you really need more than 200 million subscribers? Um, I don't know. Uh, I, I also think it's, I read a couple years ago about how HBO like straight up was like, we don't care, share your passwords. And so I'm like, well, the cool kids don't care Netflix. So what's your deal? Like, why can't you just be cool like HBO over there? Um, so that's my take. I, um, I, I, don't, I don't want them to crack down. I also think it's silly because like, what is a household? They're like, it can only be within one household. But okay, if I'm in one place and somebody else in my household is another place, Mm -hmm. why are we not allowed to both watch netflix like that's just mean exactly and especially since there's some subscriptions where you're paying for multiple screens at the same time so there's i mean really how are they going to be able to enforce this really even yeah. if they do a thing where you have to you know sign in and then you have to get a passcode for your email your text message and then enter that in that can still go to different locations and you can still get around that um it's it's Come on, Netflix. Um, also, they just gave like what a hundred million dollars to head to Marion Hagen, Ma Marion Hagen, Harry and Megan. So <laughs> recoup that cash. <laughs> yeah, like don't take that out on us. Don't make yeah. me pay nine more dollars a month than I already do. Like, come on, guys. Uh, yeah, I mean, come on. They know. Okay, it's common knowledge that people share. That's what we do. And they're still rolling in the dough. They have so much money. They're throwing around so many contracts for content. Um, hello, Netflix. Okay, all right. If you come and deal with the guys, you know, give us a chance, we will all stop sharing. But in the meantime, <laughs> this is what we have to do. And you should appreciate us because we're giving you views. Isn't that how it works? <laughs> 
Yeah. I think that's how it works. <laughs> and I'll jump ship. They make me pay extra money. I'm going to crackle and I'm going to stay at crackle. Crackle. <laughs> crackle. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm a, so I, I'm not willing to pay for like seven subscription services at once. I tend to leave Netflix on all year because I use it the most, but everything else, I like Hulu, like I go, I come and go from Hulu. So like yeah. if Netflix is going to pull this on me, then I'm going to go the way of Hulu and I'm just going to like turn it on when they've got something I want to watch and turn it off when I don't. Mm -hmm. So beware Netflix, you're actually going to lose people over this is what I think. Yeah. Well, like, and also, also uh, Netflix is not that good. They're like the number four streaming for service at best. Like they have a lot of attitude for their programming. Like, I believe <laughs> I have Hulu. I'll go. I'll walk. I do not need them. <laughs> um, okay, a shot's fired at Netflix. <laughs> unless, Netflix unless you give me money, then I'm all Netflix. Great programming. Love those guys. Fantastic. <laughs> no, the streaming service has cornered sexual activity though. Like no one HBO Maxes and chills. So Netflix is like a strong dominance in that like market, like their mind share there is unparalleled. That That's true. That is true. That's true. Um, and they've come a long way. Remember um, when Netflix, you know, we would get the CDs and uh, yeah. I mean, DVDs, yeah. sorry, DVDs. I forgot about the, the DVD version, which yeah. was a long it, time ago. It was but before Redbox. Yes. It was the yeah. Redbox before Redbox. Yes. But the DVD, and I don't know if we can still do that, because what I did like about the DVD subscription is that the DVD um, selection was like deep cuts yeah. of things, yeah. Yeah. like something yeah. that you're not going to find on streaming. You will find it on the DVD uh, subscription version. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, so uh, a lot of family members are going to be sad and mad and disappointed. I mean, well, how do you, you know, cut people off? Relationships. I mean, a lot of people were staying together just for sharing. <laughs> now that's um, it's going to be over. I mean, Netflix are going to ruin love. <laughs> I, I mean, they, they're not going to be able to think. Look, this is just them posturing. And I, I don't know. Possibly. I don't mm -hmm. know. When people got money, I mean, when money's on the line, people figure things out. Yeah. They figure yeah. things out. Yeah, I guess. I guess. But um, I think they would lose. They would lose people, definitely. Yeah. They, they're going to lose people. But they're figuring they just lose free people anyway. Right. You know, I guess. But um, we'll see. But like Daniel said, I mean, like, who wants Netflix number four? I don't know. Uh, but what we have right now is number one. We have our guest, who is an awesome, awesome individual who's coming into the room to visit us right now. Uh, let's bring in David Brandon. Oh my God, what's hey, up? Hey. 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 Yay! Oh my God, it's so good to see you. Hey, David. <laughs> David. Um, like everyone. <laughs> this is David Brandon. A fabulous comedy writer, fabulous performer. He's coming to us from the West Coast, West Coast flavor, um, though he's originally from the East Coast. So, you yeah. know, yes, a little this, a little that, got it all going on. Uh, so happy to see you. Thank you for joining us. Anytime, anytime. Thank y'all for having me. This is this is very exciting. I, 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 I turned it on and I was like, wait, they've been talking for a half hour. Am I a half hour late? No. <laughs> So I'm going back. I'm going back to Instagram. Like, let me make sure I'm not late. If I was late, I would just have been later. But I had no. to see. 
<laughs> no, you're good. You're good. It's all mind games. Yes. <laughs> it's all tricks and mind games. Uh, so, yeah, so we just uh, want to get to know you a little bit. A couple of us, a few of us know you pretty well. We spent six, mo- six months together in the trenches. <laughs> in the basement. Yes. If you don't know, we're talking about the CBS Diversity Showcase where David, Laura, Maya, and I were all writers. And it sounds like we were tortured hostages, of which we were, but it was for comedy. So that's fine. Yes. Were were we tickled hostages if it was for comedy? (laughs) That was where we turned it. We literally went back every day. So, like, if, if it was torture, it's our fault. Yes. <laughs> we kept going back. We did. We, we did. We did. We did. did. Yeah, right? like, this is good shit right here. So. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, the first question I, I, know I always ask is, when did you decide that you wanted to um, have a life in the world of comedy? Uh, when did I decide? Like when, when, like what happened? What made you, yes. Oh, <laughs> what when made was that, that happen? Okay. Um, hmm. I would say, um, uh, I was around, I was like 25 and I was, I was, um, so like last year. So you can hear me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. It was last year, uh, <laughs> last year and, and 15 years ago. Um, <laughs> Has it been that long? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know math. But uh, but yeah, I was like 25. I was um, I had just decided that I wanted to be an artist. I knew I wanted to be an artist. I knew I was already an artist. And I was like, you know what? I can do something with this. I'm not going to get a nine to five. Like, I want to do this artist thing. Right. <clears throat> so I decided that. And my main thing was singing. I used to sing. I used to love singing. Uh, so I'd be in the Ooh. studio and doing all this stuff and meeting with recording artists. And I hated it. I hated that shit. It was my passion. I loved doing it on the side. But to do it like full time all the time, I hated that shit. <clears throat> so I uh, I started just acting. And acting led to improv. And improv led to comedy. And comedy. And yeah, here we, here we are. Here we are. <laughs> that, that's what it was. <laughs> Sorry, I love that you put improv separate to comedy. Oh, I did improv for it, and then I moved to comedy. Because <laughs> you know what? That, that's really funny. I didn't realize I did that. But that's it's true. Like, improv is, is a thing, right? That's a thing you can yes. do. Yes. And I love it, and we still do it. Is it a career move? Maybe. And anyone who's done any improv group knows that half the time, or almost ninety percent of the time, that shit ain't funny. Yes, <laughs> it's real dark and real sad. Real sad, real problematic sometimes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not. It wasn't a career move for me. I'm no Wayne Brady, so it just. I had to say this improv is great, but what else in comedy can I do to make money uh, yeah. and sustain myself? And that led me to writing and all the other great things. That's awesome. Um, and I just have to delve into this a little bit. So the year after we left the CBS Diversity Showcase, you stayed as a paid writer. Is that correct? Yes, yes. I was I was blessed to get that opportunity. I don't know how it was me. I don't know how. <laughs> because we were me? all because we all went to okay. you. Don't like, what the hell? No. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I, I I, I felt very blessed. I felt very privileged. Um, uh, and yeah, yeah, I was able to uh, to do it again. 
in, um, in honestly a much better setting in a much better way. And hopefully moving forward, it continues to get better and better because that, that first year was truly the shit. So I was definitely blessed to, to get another year on that. Definitely. That's awesome. And, and just to catch our audience up, uh, the year that we were there together, the, the writers did not get any uh, financial compensation whatsoever. Nothing. None. We were there for not six it. months. Uh, people you know, gave up jobs, moved across country, had to find gigs there, and we would write all day, all night, uh, just to uh, cry. <laughs> <laughs> cry tears just of sadness. And, and hate and um but you know this is what we want to do <laughs> um, but yes there was trader joe's snacks we got paid yes. in trader joe's yes. snacks yes yes, yes. i've never had so much granola in my life yes oh yeah we did lobby they had pizza one day yeah. One day. Yeah. It was the day that the, all the big, the, 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 the real crazy stuff was happening. So they gave us pizza to calm us down. Yeah. 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 That, that is true. But you know yeah. what? Though? Like, if it wasn't for the, that CBS showcase changed my life in so many ways. And David, I'm pretty sure that there's some things that you can attest to in, in the way that it, it puts you on a certain trajectory. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, it let us, it at least let me know that there was a path. And even if there wasn't much of a path, there are there were 80 people that I met that were creating one that I could mm -hmm. create with, that I could follow, that I could lead. Like the biggest, the biggest, the, the greatest thing that came out of it was the community, uh, was the fact yeah. that I'm still talking to y'all four years later, like all those good things. Like I, it was terrible, but I don't regret any of it. Not, not a second. Absolutely not. Not yeah. at all. Yeah. It was one of the yeah. best things I've ever done. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I laugh about it, but I, but yeah, it, we honestly, laugh now. yes. A few years ago, I was on the phone with you crying. Yes, <laughs> quite literally. But anyway, so David, what's going on here? What has the pandemic been like for you? Um. So you know what? I I am. Uh, I'm pretty introverted. I uh, I know I seem to be out and about and doing the things, but I like to be alone, talking to myself. I'm my favorite person to talk to, so um, so yeah, I've been chilling. I've been chilling. I um, I've been spending a lot of time with my partner. Um, uh, uh, I guess this is is this an overshare? Whatever. We were broken up, right? He's like listening from the other room. We were broken up, and we were through the pandemic, through like literally just being quarantine buddies. Like we were able to resolve issues and figure new things out and get back together and like all those things. So the pandemic was is fine for me at right now. Uh, I, I feel very blessed. Um, uh, I got COVID maybe in July mm -hmm. for like a week. It, but okay. again, just very blessed. It was like, for me, it was nothing. Like I, I had muscle aches. Like I cannot complain about mm -hmm. COVID. I can't. Okay. Can't at okay. all. That's good. That's good. Yeah, yeah. That's was there ever a point for you? A lot of people left it like I'm one of them. A lot of people left LA during the pandemic mm. to be closer to their family and go back to their original hometown. Was that something that you ever thought about? Uh, yeah, not well, no. So they, I, I keep saying like, thank God. And I was so blessed because I, I was able to keep my full-time job. I already had a full-time job. I was able to keep that and work from home. So like things, things just didn't change as much for me, um, as it did for so many other people, uh, in LA and across the world. Like it really, really changed things. Um, uh, my, my family's in New York. I, I would love to see them, but New York was really, uh, was like the second worst place to go. So like, mm -hmm. there was no doing any of that. 
Um, so in turn, you know, you get closer with people with these Zoom calls and like finding new ways to communicate and teaching your mom how that Skype is a thing of the past and maybe Zoom is a good one to use now. Um, you know, things like that. So, uh, so yeah, that's been my experience. Because uh, COVID helped save your relationship and like bring you back together, are you worried yeah. that the vaccine might wrench you apart again? <laughs> yes. <laughs> We are protesting saying, no one get this vaccine. We yeah. keep COVID going for like a lot We're not down. ready. <laughs> That's the funniest thing I've ever heard. Um, no, I'm not worried about it. <laughs> Honestly, when, when we first started, like, we were like practicing dating. We were like dating in private and like we didn't tell anybody. And when we were doing that, we were like, well, I said, I was like, well, things are great now, but like, what happens when the world opens? Like, does does our relationship change? Does that affect our relationship? Um, and he was like, it shouldn't. And I was like, okay. <laughs> he literally just came in and was looking at me right now. Uh, <laughs> and he did it. We're fine. Yes. <laughs> is, your, is your partner also in the world of comedy? No, no, but he's very funny. He doesn't know okay. how funny he is. He's hilarious. So, uh, yeah, I, I have him on my Instagram sometimes. Um, he's great. He's he's actually uh, he's a therapist. So that, that that's really oh, funny. That's great. <laughs> that's, that's yeah. yeah, yeah, that's the best yeah. kind of discount. Yes. Oh yeah, I get so much therapy, yo. Like, I got a therapist. He's a therapist. My job has a whole bunch of people that work in like social work and therapy. Like, I'm in I'm in therapy every day, all day. It's great. <laughs> you know, like from the very top of this conversation, all I can say is that it sounds like David's just telling us that he is like living a better life than we are. That's all I hear. <laughs> That's all I hear right now. I I feel bad about it, but I don't feel bad about it. But I feel bad about it. I want everyone to have my life. But I just, I truly just feel very, I am very lucky. I'm a very lucky <laughs> let's person. Let's trade now. If you want me to have it, let's trade. Go ahead. Put money where you're <laughs> You live here and I live there. <laughs> Did I say that? <laughs> We're very happy that you are very yeah. happy. Yes. Yeah. Thank Absolutely. you. Y'all make me very happy too. So I appreciate that. <laughs> um, oh, cool, cool. So, um, if you can hang around with us, you want to cup, jump into a, a couple of news items, get your, yeah. you know, input. Awesome. Sure. That's great. Do it. Um, so let's get everybody on the screen and let's make this happen. Um, so, uh, yeah, Danielle, yeah. what would you like to talk about today? Yeah. So for all for all my all my drug fiends out there, um, <laughs> the Spanish government seized a narcotic sub that was capable of holding 2.2 tons of cocaine. It was off the coast of Costa del Sol, so very glamorous, very Ocean's mm -hmm. Eleven of them. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm not going to judge the Spanish government, ACAB, but I'm not gonna judge them. I just want them to get on TikTok. I want them on <laughs> cartel TikTok so that I can follow along because I wanna see, it was a light blue sub made of plywood and fiberglass, you guys, by hand, an artisan mm. item. I gotta see it. I gotta get that on Cartel TikTok for sure. Yes, that's my request. Um, if anyone likes, would like to file that with the Spanish government, gracias. Appreciate that. Wow, that sounds wow. pretty. Yeah, I, um, whoa, that's a whole lot of blow. Yeah, I yeah. want to find the picture. Okay, there we go. Oh, <laughs> oh no, not as romantic. You romanticized it. 
This yeah. shit looks like, oh, I'm shit looks like a Lego boat. I was um, just thinking it looks like it belongs in a kid's play park downstairs. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. like yeah. It looks like it's like a float yeah. for a parade. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Some little kid did boo-boo on it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was in the park and he couldn't wait and he had an accident. Uh, that happens. <laughs> it happens. It happens. It's it a real happen. thing. <laughs> Bring it back you know, bad memories. You know that um that does not look watertight. I mean, like they were planning to put like millions of dollars of cocaine in into that. To be fair, they were high on cocaine when they made it. So yeah. okay. you know, <laughs> they thought it was a great idea, right? It's a, it's a lot of going and not a lot of stopping. It's not a lot of thinking. It's a lot of going. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Forgive me if you already said this, Danielle. Was this thing actually in the water submerged? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, she was in the water ready to be filled with cocaine. She was ready. She is seaworthy. Absolutely. She's a sturdy gal. We love her. I stand. Sorry. Yeah. I'm on her side. Women supporting women. Love her. Okay. Hashtag Coco. Why wouldn't they put the cocaine in before they put it in the water? <laughs> well, I got maybe. Well, maybe that's my, well. My theory is wrong. I figured they would have put the cocaine in, you know, like then submerged it. But maybe they were practicing with it. You would, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking, sure, they found this cocaine. No, completely empty. So they had okay. to go find people. They arrested fifty people, and they had the cocaine. Um, oh, you still doing cocaine? <laughs> I thought we stopped doing that. <laughs> right? Oh very 80s, very old school. Maybe it's coming back. Like I 80s mean, fashion comes back. Old school cocaine. stuff is coming back, man. I mean, Saturdays need to be filled with something. So uh, <laughs> it might as well be cocaine. Someone <laughs> made a Netflix account like he needs. <laughs> I need Netflix and cocaine. They're, they're just branding it as vintage now, right? Like right. getting vintage cocaine. Yeah, exactly. Hot Throwback. Stuff. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Great. Um, um, Four thousand pounds, right? Some, something like that. I remember math sometimes. Where was That's it going? To a party. Yes. Ibiza. Ibiza probably was going to be on fire with that. Well, it was it was going to the UK because they love their cocaine there. Oh, it was on the way to the palace. <laughs> so extra peppy. She handled that interview really, really well. I wonder why. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> What's your comment about the UK? Got you. A whole bunch of fucking cokeheads. That's why I left. Oh, <laughs> no disrespect. No disrespect. I'm, I'm Jamaican for the rest of this segment. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, okay. Um, cool. So I'm Jamaican for the rest of the segment. We know where the cocaine was going. We know where it's not going now. Um, so let's uh, move on to somebody who does do a little um, cocaine. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't say that. Shh, Greg. Damn. Uh, the whole government. <laughs> Jesus. My Lord. There's Greg and then there's the character Theo Greg. Okay. Yes, Theo. So maybe, I mean, that was a past life. I did a lot of crazy stuff. Um, mm, cocaine's not the craziest. Let me be honest here. All right. So I was reading the news today that was supplied by our lovely leader, Laura. 
And um, I happened to come across this article about stinking ass Ted Cruz. Mm-hmm. He, the one that let his wife be disrespected and his father be part of a conspiracy theory, that dirtbag, dirty little Raphael Ted Cruz. The one that left his dog in a cold house. Looking out the storm door, like, why doesn't anybody look? Wow. That one. I went to Mexico. Yeah. He, um, he's always a mess. He's always like doing a show. There's always a show with Ted Cruz. It's a Ted Cruz show. So, uh, what's happening now is they're making a big deal about Dr. Seuss not printing, um, racist books right uh there's only six of them and uh people oh, are in uproar right so uh he what he's doing is to stand it says on his website stand with ted cruz and dr seuss who's been dead for about 50 years uh no and dr seuss against the cancel culture mob to claim your signed copy of green eggs and ham that's an, that wasn't even one of the racist books not even, yeah no. so, so and the books cost Five dollars, and he wants to charge sixty dollars right now. The far left is trying to cancel Dr. Seuss. No, mm. nobody's trying to cancel Dr. Seuss. We're just not people. The company said we don't want racist things about Asians and black people and all God knows what and who else, right? Um, so we are not gonna print any more of these books. And uh-huh. you know, they take it to the left, they they take it left, right. Uh, not our left, but they're yes. and they, <laughs> and they, so left is right, 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 right. And then the funny thing is, he used green eggs and ham, um, as a filibuster for the ACA. Hmm. So he's selling that. He probably bought a whole bunch. He probably he probably smuggled them in the cocaine boat, <laughs> right? <laughs> he had all from yeah. seven years ago. <laughs> So now, now he's now he's trying to sell him for sixty dollars, just like a cokehead to do some stupid. Yes. I guess that is that is cokeheaded. <laughs> My lord. Um, I mean, yeah, the crazy. Oh, uh, there we go. That's uncle. That's uh. There's my uncle. That's there's Teo Greg. Teo Greg. Teo Lou and Teo Greg. A little whiteness on the nose there. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. What a, what a hair. Look at that hair. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It is luxurious. It is luxurious. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. um, yeah, I mean, the whole thing. Yep, yeah, but yeah, the uh, thing with uh, Ted Cruz, as you said, there are only six books that were in question, you know, from the uh, Dr. Seuss catalog. And the company was taking those books away. However, you know, on the right, they've been treating this as if, you know, society wants to take away every single Dr. Seuss book. Now, the, 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 the reality is I'm sure there may be people who are just like, oh, he was mean and racist, so we shouldn't, you know, buy anything from him. But I'm not sure that that's the prevailing viewpoint of uh, the larger, you know, the majority of America. I'm, I'm not sure about that. What, yeah. you guys, what do you guys think? Have you guys seen any of the, the images of the actual banned books? Yes. Yeah, which yes. one is yes. it? Yes. Yeah. Which one? It was um, um if I owned a zoo, if I ran the zoo. Yes. Yeah, I, I, no I, one I, first of all, any book called If I Ran a Zoo from You already know. 
Yes. Before yeah. 1980 is, it's out. <laughs> <laughs> it's going out. I ran out. No. And his are all from like the forties, right? His, exactly. His, we we know so, what kind of animals was in yeah, that. Yeah. No, thank you. Right. Yes. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> if I ran a zoo, come on, Marcus, come on. ask your mama if you could <laughs> run a zoo. Yes. <laughs> right. Marcus Seuss. Yeah. I mean, the, the fact of the matter is, is that he was a cartoonist. You know, um, during a time, but well, a white guy during a time when there was a lot of like Asian propaganda and obviously you know propaganda against black people, but primarily like, during wartime, there there were you know he did cartoons that you know uh, were against you know like Japanese or what have you. So this was a part of you know his uh, I guess his artistic vernacular during that time, you know. And it, it was just acceptable, over. I think, right? It was, like, yeah. now it was more acceptable, but now we're in a different time. Leave that yeah, back right. there. And whatever's from back there that we can use now, let's use that now. But whatever's bad, then we just leave it over there and not produce anymore. Just that makes it. sense. Just yeah. leave it like it, it was, there's going, everybody in that time was racist. If you was a white man in that time, you were racist, period. So everything, like, you're going to have specific works that we cannot read and, and participate in, in anymore. I think we're at the like, same time. Are we gonna? <laughs> well, actually, we might be. Yes. <laughs> but it's most, most likely they're gonna have some racist shit. Do we have to cancel all these old heads that were all racist? Not really, but let's cancel those four or five books. Let's move forward. Let's, let's, let's uh, make an example of that. And it won't happen again. Hopefully it won't happen again. It will, but hopefully it won't happen again. Hopefully, hopefully. No, Ted Cruz definitely wants it to happen again. He definitely wants it to happen again. And if he could write a book today, he would write exactly that book. He'd be like, if I ran the zoo, if I ran the zoo, JFK, if I ran the zoo. Ted Cruz is he's just desperate to make sure that people like him. So he's trying to do whatever he can to fire up his base and get positive, quote unquote, attention from the people that um support his stupid ass agenda right. are, are kids he, he, reading dr seuss well yeah, yeah I think now I think they're all on tiktok no they're all there's on TikTok. Been so many books that have come out like there's got to be another hit author out there like we can throw <laughs> definitely but like, i think it's possible i think it's just part of our cult like it's been around for so long yes. that that's a book that, that gets introduced to kids mm-hmm. early right i guess He's going to do Harry Potter next. I don't remember my mom ever reading me Dr. Seuss books when I was a kid. Mm. That was not, not, not one of mine. Well, I read Dr. Seuss books to my kids um, and they were, they were great books. Um, They were very, very easy for the kids, you know, to read along to once they start learning to read, you know, like hop on pop, you know, you must not hop on pop. It's a a really, very funny, very sweet Mm. and funny. And um, I, I did read an article where one of his oldest friends was saying that Dr. Seuss, while he was alive, um, did um, have some feelings about some of the things that he had, you know, um, some of the characters or some of the uh, cartoons that he had done and felt some remorse about that. So those things that he did do not speak to his entire life, you mm. know, but he's dead now, so he can't speak for himself. But that right. was the impression that was given by um, an old colleague. So, you know, they, yes, they did. <laughs> I 
I can confirm that. Yeah, the Seuss world definitely very creepy, and lots of hidden stuff in the Seuss world. Very scary. Oh, yeah. what do you mean what hidden? Like, uh, like all kinds of like hidden, like ooh, there's like a secret little like symbol, like a Dr. Seuss symbol here. If you stand like at a certain spot and you like take a picture, you can like see something cool. Ooh. I didn't find them. Obviously, you can tell because I don't know what they are. <laughs> but, but he was doing cocaine too then. Yeah, I love cocaine. Okay. Yeah. okay. Hey, it's a party. Hey. Okay. Let's let it happen. Turning Look into a cocaine images. episode. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> they are so wild. Into it. It's all be cocaine. <laughs> oh gosh. Oh, well, cool, cool, cool. So. There we are. Um, I think the guys, you know, by and large, thinks maybe we should not totally cancel Dr. Seuss. Maybe still a little up in the air. Uh, maybe Shem wants him canceled. Okay. He's <laughs> trying to count to Cuomo. Like, that's where all my cancel energy is going. Go to <laughs> Only one at a time. <laughs> he was okay, a mess. He, he, he was like, he was, he had a, what, what's that called? The, a throat blanket? A throw? <laughs> he was wearing a throw and drinking a beer today. And they took a picture of him like he was nervous outside. Who, Cuomo? Yeah, Cuomo. They, somebody took a picture of him and he's wearing like a throw blanket and like he, he got a beer in one hand and he's talking on the other. He's like, oh, man. <laughs> he's stressed out. It's like, they got me all of them. Oh, man. Oh, wow. <laughs> 2001. <laughs> oh, wow. All right, uh, Shem, you uh, keep getting the spotlight. So let's throw the spotlight back on you and hear what you're going to talk about tonight. Shem, 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 Shem. Uh, Hello, um, welcome to my world. Um, I'm tasked with talking about the 30 Mile Zones coverage of Prince William. Uh, Prince William uh, said that the royal family uh, was not racist, which is a lie. But then their, their evidence to this point was a picture of him on a chair being held by people, which, I'm sorry, the 30 mile zone is trash. Uh, they're very bad. Uh, that, that's, a, that's a photo opportunity that those people ask him, hey, like. Uh, and he got the dictator glasses on too. I mean, it's yeah. a sunny country and he's he's from like outside London. He's, he's, he's pale, he needs protecting, like. <laughs> He can't walk in that heat. <laughs> they asked him, hey, do you want to pump in this, this stone? He said, well, okay. Uh, you know, he's like, of all the things he's done, uh, this is like by far the least worst. It's like, yeah, it's like a local custom and tradition. Like, um, it, it's just, um, I, dislike the, I, I dislike the monarchy wholeheartedly, but I also dislike gotcha journalism and like... <laughs> Uh, shitty, oh, we found a photo of him for 2012. If that's the example you have of him being racist, why not just pick a picture of his mother on money from countries from around the world? Like, I have photos of that for the past 50 years. You could show any of those and go, oh, you say he's not racist, but look at these countries they invaded. My voice is an example of why she's racist. I want to talk like <laughs> <laughs> Like this. This is, this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking chairs he wants, but like, give me my voice back. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um, but yes, those are, those are the main comments I wanted to make. 
Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, well, Gemma has a really good point. The evidence <laughs> is there. It's, it's there in colonization. We didn't need to see a man on the chair. We didn't need a picture. Why did we need that? Why did we feel we needed that picture when all we've been learning is that England is the not even racist, the most racist. The OGs. Like, yeah, the originators. We invented this shit. Like, they invented entitled. Yeah, they literally invented entitled. Yeah, all America did was do a remix. Yeah, you know, a yeah, bad yeah. remix. A yes. bad, the worst <laughs> remix <laughs> and the worst the sequels worst. over and over again. Yes. Two <laughs> <laughs> yes. How, how do we turn out worse than the UK? How? Like how? We're the we're the sibling, the young sibling that's full of drama. That's yes. what we're, yes. we're yes. the one that, that that's all the problems. That's America, what? yeah. They're just sitting what's in the corner right now. What's Tom Hanks' son? We're, the, we're him. What's Tom Hanks' son? Hollis? Chet. Oh, the Jamaican one? Chet yes, the Jamaican oh. one. We are Chet. Here we go, bro. What's on, people? It's I and I, Chet Hanks. If you want to explain America to anyone, just say we're the Chet Hanks of the film. Like... <laughs> David, what you don't know is I used to go on stage and pretend to be Chet Hanks for long stretches of time <laughs> and just freestyle Tom Hanks movies <laughs> done in the, in the rest of the uh, I, What I need is clips of that. I need to see this. And I, I felt this energy coming from you. I felt like you would connect with the Chet Hanks. After that performance, UCB shut down uh, like it was nothing to do with the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> no more checks. You just gonna get the chain off. Oh. It was me doing character comedy that finally entered the twenty-year theater. <laughs> well, while we're going down this like road, I have to ask you, uh, Danielle. I mean, your uh, background is Jamaican. How do you feel about uh, Chet Hanks? Is he one of your countrymen? How do you feel? <gasps> yeah, you support. Okay. What do I know? I, I don't. What is what is the deal with Chad Hanks? I really I do not. I don't know what's happening here. I honestly, oh. I'm very embarrassed to say I don't know either. Oh, I'm laughing no. along, but I don't know what's going on. Please don't mock me. I've been enough of it at home. Tom Hanks has two children. Uh, one is Colin Hanks, who made a very boring documentary about Tower Records called This Cheer Shall Pass. Uh, and then he's also with the was... House Bunny, which is a great movie. I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, yeah. No, he's, he's also in Fargo. Like... I know yeah. that one. I know that Hanks. Yeah, so he's like, <laughs> you know Colin. He is well, that's Colin. That's what you would expect. Like just a disappointment, yeah. but like he's trying. Uh, and then <laughs> out comes Chet, who side posting so nice in a video at the Gra not the Grammy, like sometime in the award show where uh, on the carpet everyone was like, Oh, congratulations there. And then he goes, Oh, big up to my fandom, the rascal. What a one. And then it's like, What is happening? And then he is kept doing it. And if you think the voice I'm doing is a bad, offensive uh, recreation, it is 100% <laughs> the, the tone. No, I believe it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, like, even after, like, so you thought, Oh, it's gone away. Oh, and then in November, when uh, we got rid of the previous uh, president, it was like, Oh, join for celebration. And then Chet Hanks posted a, The boom boom is out of the White House. Get your blood clot out the gun. And it was like, Wow, okay, you've, you've, you've left your mark on this celebration. 
<laughs> oh, here we here it is. That boom boom and tromper in the same sentence. That boy Shatana coming straight from that golden gloves, you are saying. My father told my expectation and I want to forward come. Big up, tune in. Okay. I'm not gonna lie, I have actually seen that before and I did not know who that was. I've seen that before, and I was like, who's that white guy? I thought that was Shaggy. <laughs> <laughs> He coming out with a new song with Vibes Cartel. The same shade. Yeah. Big up the youth them way out to Kingston. We wake up this morning and we see the thing turn up. Internet got mad. Respect, you don't know. Shabarangi said Booyaka Booyaka. Yes. Booyaka Booyaka. <laughs> You're done now. <laughs> he got a Java juice in his head. That's the uh -huh. hot one, bro. Yeah. And what was that? In Beverly Hills? That's what I'm thinking in Beverly Hills. Was that on Gale Drive? He, he got to get fresh fruits, not frozen. Oh, my gosh. That's insane. Oh, I, I love it so much. <laughs> David, you're on mute. David. Oh, we can't hear you, David. We can't hear you. You're on mute. You're on mute, David. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. Oh my god! But wait, while we're talking about um the the, the racist family, can we also talk about Pierce Morgan? The guy who's so upset with being rejected by a woman who didn't even know him years ago that he is now out of a multi-million dollar job. Oh. Like, how do you, how do you let your bitterness from just somebody who doesn't think about you at all go to the point where you you out of a you you're not working now? And it was it was your show. Your show. Like, like he looked like Pierce Morgan and she looks like Meghan Markle. Like what? In what universe has he forgotten? Had a chance? Never, never, not in a million years. No, especially not with that personality. I mean, you gotta, you know, I mean, you gotta have, you know, a, a quite a bit of like charm and charisma if that's what you're, you know, trying to do with someone. You know, I mean, out of your league, yes, nice. a little bit, yes, I'm trying to be nice. Yes. Out of your league, he's gonna leave. You're gonna leave your own show. Uh, what I what I didn't know today, what I found out today, was that um, the co-host um, who challenged him was biracial because I hadn't seen uh -huh. the clip. So all I thought mm -hmm. to myself was, oh, so he probably couldn't stand the fact that this other person of color had the audacity to challenge him on his show. Right. And so he decided he would, you know, throw a fit, you mm -hmm. know, like, how dare you speak to me in such and a way. And the weatherman, the weatherman got Piers Morgan all tight. Yeah, that was, okay. Even, he's not even a commentator. He's explaining that shit. He's like, okay. "This is gonna be twenty degrees Celsius." <laughs> and then he went like that to Pierce Morgan. He had had So much, so much. The storming off part is is towards the. I believe it's towards the end of the video. Yeah. <laughs> Good morning, Britain. It has just gone off. Uh, scrubbing, scrubbing, scrubbing. It's on Twitter. If, if you look on Twitter, you'll find the actual uh, clip the actual uh, faster. 
um, <laughs> yeah. if they're trying to like pull it up live. But it's just. <laughs> and I think he walks like Trump stands. You know how Trump stands oh, yeah. at an angle when he takes pictures? I yeah. Think that's how Piers Morgan was walking. <laughs> He's trying to hide that Wrong stomach. Lean. He's to hide that he didn't get to do his cleanse this month, so you know he's a little. He you know, I mean, what is this insane attachment to the mon monarchy? I mean, because his thing was, you know, like, oh, they're trying to destroy the monarchy. It's so weird to me. I mean, you know, people, and I had a conversation, you know, with someone about this. They were like, well, you know, um, that's just a long-standing part of their tradition and it means something to them. I'm like, but I don't understand. These people are like paid entertainers. They don't you, know, you know, they just get to walk around mm -hmm. and like be rich and like cold, you know? <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't get it. <laughs> it's very interesting to me. And the very fact that um, you have white people who are on the side of the monarchy who are condemning them, Meghan and Harry, for talking about the racist incidents that they have felt. And their response is, prove it. Yeah. Show yeah. me the proof. Like, I'm telling you this thing that happened to me that I experienced, and then you want me to hand you receipts? What, like, what, what? Yeah. There are preachers in pulpits who are giving sermons saying that Meghan Markle is a Jezebel and, and decrying you know, this interview, again, saying, you know, that they're trying to take down the monarchy. What are you talking about? I don't, I don't understand. The crown must be protected. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Taking us back to Netflix. Show. Yes, yes. That's a good show. <laughs> yeah, I still haven't watch it. I haven't watched the whole thing. Yeah, watch it. Then you'll get an idea how they okay. really are. Well, here we go. Here we She's entitled to cut you off if she wants to. Has she said anything about you since she cut you off? I don't think she has, but yet you continue to trash her. Okay, I'm done with this. No, 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 sorry. Well, sorry. Uh, sorry. sorry. You can trash him, but not my. No, 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 no. no. Look, at, he walks forward. Look how he walks forward. Yeah. Absolutely. You he, I'm sorry, but Pierce spouts off on a regular basis, and we all have to sit there and listen. 6.30 to 7 o'clock yesterday. I mean, oh. it's... I don't know... <clears throat> I don't know how to express this, but Piers Morgan has long been a problem in the UK. Um, like he's what I, the technical term in the UK is a cunt. Like literally, just stick with me is <laughs> what he is. Uh, and like that's that's since I was like about twelve, I've known that for a fact. So mm -hmm. I'm shocked it's taken this long for him to lose a tiny bit of money. Uh, like he's yes. one of the worst men, uh, and will continue to be very very bad for a very very long time. I, but he's also he, he'll be fine like he's oh, yeah. he's gonna make even more money now he's also gonna start signing dr seuss books and yeah. yes <laughs> <laughs> yes a lot, lot of people on the far right are suddenly like big pierce morgan fans it's amazing oh, yeah. it's fascinating. it is they don't even know what he's saying yeah. <laughs> they don't understand him they don't know real english <laughs> those races well it sounds a lot like white 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 yeah. white White, 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 white. And yeah. that's all they can understand. I feel like he seemed crazier, though, because he's British. Because, like, Tucker Carlson walks off his oh. show, like, once a week, I think. I don't know. I've never seen it. But I imagine that Bill O'Reilly's walking off shit all the time. 
Oh, so yeah. I, we hold British people to like a higher standard, and he's just not cutting the mustard. Yeah, because they sound smart every time they open their mouth, like Shem. Shem could say anything dumb, and he's going to sound smart, right? Like, no, I we equate like British, uh, the I British tired. vernacular, like the talk with intelligence and, and you know, being our, uh, you know, the our predecessor. You stop, you stop using words <laughs> as you're describing it. <laughs> you describe <laughs> British words, language, talk I, stuff. I get it. I get it. Because they know too many words. They started all these words that we got here. Um, yeah, okay, so I just speak now. Hold on, let me take off my shirt. Um, they, they, yeah, they started all this, so they're you know, people do do respect the monarchy here, like they watched the whole wedding, right? People made a big to do about the wedding here, like they they're in, infatuated with it. But I just watched the wedding, I, I watched the wedding, I didn't watch it, I, I that it had nothing to do with me, and it wasn't making me money. And I also really like Diana. And Diana, like the more all this stuff is coming out about uh, Meghan and Harry, yep. we're learning so much more at the age I am now. A lot of people who, you know, were my age then, we're learning more about Diana and the kind of person that she really was. I'm finding out that Diana may have wanted to move to Malibu. Uh, Diana was a G. Everyone. Yeah. She was really, yeah. She was a G. She was out here. Can y'all hear me? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, she was she was out here doing it for the people. She didn't want any of that shit. She just wanted to 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 be with this man and do her little do her little kindergarten thing. And they brought her into all that shit. And she was watch the it. crown. She watch the crown, it. season four at least. Mm. If you want to catch mm. up on Diana and everything that happened. Okay. Watch yeah. it. Yeah. Well, uh, you're talking about um this wedding with Megan and Harry, we um most of us, maybe all of us saw the interview of Pavar. And you want to talk a little bit about that? Well, yeah, like I so many bombs were dropped. I mean, we've been all talking about it for the past seven days. One thing that I learned out of everything else is that America, we nosy. Yes. <laughs> we are we, know right? we want to know. Yeah. People, people were tuning in to Megan and Harry's wedding, like we tuned in to see Luke and Laura get married in 1980 something. That's that's how big this was to us. Um, but the, the bombshells, of course, finding out that the Laurel, somebody in the royal family was asking how dark the baby would be, which is like not a surprise that that's how they felt. But for me personally, it was a surprise that they let it come out of their mouth. But it also goes to yeah. show how emboldened the person was, of which I do believe it was Prince Charles, personally. Whoever said it would have to be very emboldened to say it, and they um, wanted to make them feel like inferior. Because it's not like there's anything that can be done about the skin complexion of a baby. So for you right. to make a statement is you saying, we're not going to like this. You know we don't like this. We're not going to like this. I want to make sure that you know it and you feel it. Yeah. Um, another thing, and that's going along the fact that we know that Diana died tragically. And a lot of people believe that Diana may have been possibly murdered by possibly the royal family is the fact that even though they knew that Harry <laughs> had been threatened by several, you know, different entities, they pulled the security, even after Megan begged them not to pull the security. Why yeah. would you pull the security of the prince when he's in another country, when everybody now knows exactly where he is? Very, right. that's like, who does that? Um, the fact that the baby Harry, uh, baby Archie won't be getting 
any titles, any security, any type of uh, royal birthright that you would expect for somebody who's going to be the grandson of the future king um, to receive. It's just just so many, 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 many bombs that were dropped. And um, oh, the biggest one, of course, Megan revealing that at one point she felt like she was suicidal. She went to the HR of the palace and said that she needed help. And they pretty much said, how can we help you make that happen? Yeah. Was yeah. their overall response. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I have, I have uh, another bomb that uh, really stood out to me was the fact that Megan and, and Harry were staying at Tyler Perry's house? How did that happen? Yeah. With his security. Yeah. Tyler yeah. Perry. Yeah, security. <laughs> Tyler Perry is... Is, Tyler Perry is Tyler Perry. Like yes. maybe Tyler Perry is just a word now because what the mm -hmm. fuck? Like you're housing royalty in yes. Atlanta. <laughs> they was in Atlanta. They were in Atlanta. Like yes. if you thought he couldn't flat. talk to you any more than the last ten minutes of acrimony, <laughs> he outdid himself. Acrimony. Uh, I, I did not have the pleasure of seeing acrimony. Uh, I, the last Tyler Perry movie I saw was the one that uh, Kim Kardashian was in it for a minute. Uh, I don't know. Brandy was in it. It was it was random. I don't know. Yeah, you, um, you wouldn't. You Medea shouldn't. Did, Medea did a lot. There's a lot to be said for Medea and old black women like Medea plays back in the day. Yeah. Old black women basically funded Meghan and Harry is what I'm saying. Thank you. Yes. And, and, and look, and black women save the day again. Here we always, go. always black Once women again. saving the day. <laughs> you are welcome. Um, I think the most amazing thing uh, about like Megan coming forward with her story is that it really does allow, you know, other people to, you know, um, have a voice, you know, by being someone who's like a part of the royal family, but not, but is, but isn't still she's at, you know, this place, this echelon, you know, she's on this pedestal in a way. And so that p other people, like your regular everyday people can say, even if she's being treated badly, if, she, if she's where she is and she can be treated badly, then what I'm saying I know is true, you know, that it's happening to all of us. And in some way, um, although on, on some hand, on one hand, it may seem like that would make someone feel like less powerful. I think that's empowering because you know that you're in it together. You don't have, you don't feel alone. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, so I think that was I think it was great that she uh, spoke up. You know, yeah. um, the thing the, the thing about her, they like rescued some chickens. That was they could have kept that. Yeah, <laughs> that was all right. That's like, like, like more now. That's yeah, like you, you rescued right. eight eight chickens. <laughs> <laughs> I can't I'm imagine how much land they have, but they've got fresh eggs every day. That's uh, that is what they That's do. Nice. I guess it's nice. One of yes. my neighbors around the corner has like a chicken coop in their front yard. Yeah, I live in Brooklyn, so we're like all brownstones, and like in one of the yards they have, and they're like the most incredible. I just love animals. I'm a big nerd. It's like the hairiest looking chicken I've ever seen. <laughs> so lucky. I'm just like I really want to steal it. Ooh, I want to steal it so bad. Yeah, my. My Puerto Rican neighbors three block, three houses away got a chicken coop too. And they're loud as hell every morning. I don't want to play with them. I want them to die. <laughs> and um, I kill those chickens. I got you. They got a solar panel and everything, iPads. 
uh, those it's, chickens are, are chilling. It's amazing how common chickens are in New York City. They're very, it's very common to hear roosters in the morning, to hear chickens, like, especially mm -hmm. I used to live in the Bronx, all the time. Oh, like, yeah. Because they gotta, cut them, they gotta cut the heads off for their magic spells. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They gotta have the on cold. Uh, you disrespecting yeah. me from my fucking spot? I put a chair there, it was snowing. If, if you go, if you go to some of the parks in like Inwood and Washington, yeah, Heights, yeah, you yeah, see yeah. Dead chicken, chicken bodies like in the parks, like laying around. Yeah, because they uh, yeah, I see it on somebody. They're like, oh, oh yeah, gosh. I love it. Can somebody put yeah, a on <laughs> Okay, note to self: be nice to all the chicken owners. Oh yeah, yeah I they use, they use I, them heads. I have to go, but before I um, leave, I just wanted to plug. The Prince Harry and Meghan Markle podcast. It's a Spotify exclusive. You can like and subscribe now. The trailer's out. Uh, it's all Prince Harry and all <laughs> Prince Harry and Markle content all the time. No guests. It's just those two talking, uh, going through life, experiencing uh, ups and downs, trials and tribulations. It's very important to them. Uh, they will have some Netflix content coming, but that's not later. So if you could support them now at this crucial juncture, they're getting like a big crucial juncture. But now is a good time for you to rate, subscribe, uh, check them out on iTunes, follow them wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, uh, I've been Shem. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Making a very podcast. Can he plug our podcast, the God Podcast? <laughs> <laughs> we have a God podcast, guys. Um, so, uh, yeah, I um, well, the chickens I I hear like uh, what my neighbors have, so they're like lazy chickens. It's like you know, I always thought chickens were supposed to like start crowing at, like five in the morning. These don't crow until like ten. You know, I'm like what kind of lazy? <laughs> Those chickens are not snitches, you know what I mean? They keep to themselves. They don't say they don't look nobody in the eyes. They don't say nothing. They're just there watching. You know what? After we're having this conversation, I am deeply disturbed by a past uh incident. Because I remember when I lived in Harlem walking down 124th Street one time and seeing a massive amount of chicken bones. And it never occurred to me. But that could be. I just thought somebody was just eating a lot of chicken. That's from Kansas Fried Chicken. But I mean, were I mean, they was, raw? Were they raw chicken bones or cooked chicken bones? It was. <laughs> it was just a bunch. It was a just, lot of chicken. Like a bones. lot of chicken bones. Not like from like a two piece or maybe, not okay. maybe somebody got chicken wings. On, it was payday. Somebody got double ordered chicken wings yeah. with hot sauce and ketchup in it. Shook it in the bag. Maybe. Dropped it. Yeah. But it was a lot of chicken bones. And then the rats <laughs> came, took the rest, the rest of the meat off. Of the meat. Yeah, and then they just left those yeah. bones. All these are very, very plausible possibilities. <laughs> 124th Street in Harlem. All, all, all makes sense. <laughs> um, now, and, and I need to say, I can't even do a, a, a silly segue because I'm moving into something serious right now because I want to get to it before we uh, leave, uh, before we sign off. I uh, want to talk a little bit um, about the violence that's been happening um, against Asian citizens in our country. Um, it's a serious topic. Um, so I don't know how much laughing we're going to do in regard to this because it's not a laughing matter. No. Uh, but in New York City, since uh, 2020, um, violence against Asians has gone up by 1900%. 1,900%. That is what is happening. Um, and greater 
um, and, and Asians are facing even greater uh, issues, like in the Bay Area. Um, it's happening more frequently in the Bay Area, but all across the country, um, attacks and slights and just general um, abuse. Yes, rising anti-Asian violence. Um, it, it's um, and so much of it has to do. We, well, it all it everything has to do at this point in time with the coronavirus and yeah. with in the way in which it was framed. You know, um, the past administration continued to refer to it as this, you know, China virus. And that really planted um, ugly seeds of hate mm -hmm. into people's heads. And, um, and sadly, some of the people who have been involved in these acts of violence have been people of color, you know, against, you know, the Asian community. Is that, you know, the overarching, overwhelming amount of people? Um, I don't know the numbers, but I don't think so. It's not what I read. But what I did read um, pointed to this idea that um, that it is people of color, you know, attacking, uh, particularly black people attacking Asians. There's this trope. If you look back um, back into the early 90s, um, there was that trope with uh, blacks and Koreans, you know, the infighting there, um, yeah. looking at uh, the Rodney King situation and, you know, like in burning down of Korean grocery stores because people felt you know, put upon by the uh, Korean community. Um, but the fact of the matter is, is that our communities are constantly pit against each other. Mm -hmm. We both have felt the sting of racism and abuse. And what happens is that, you know, the uh, white community and powers that be pit us against each other uh, so that we can be warring forces instead of um, coming together. Well, right. recently that's been changing. We are coming together. We're working together more now. And we're understanding that we have more in common than not. And, um, and we're appreciating um, the various struggles. Um, you know, for years, the, um, you know, the, the whole the story has been, oh, well, Asians, they don't suffer. They're, they're well-educated. You know, they have, uh, uh, they're, they're uh, very wealthy. You know, the, uh, the economic status is above. And that's not true. Certainly, there are a lot of uh, you know, Asians who are accomplished. Um, that's awesome. And they're, and they're well-to-do. But um, in New York City, Asians actually um, comprise mm -hmm. of the lowest uh, members of the lowest economic uh, status. You know, that's something that people don't know. Mm -hmm. And that to cast an aspersion, no. It's just to say what the reality is, is that we're all out here struggling. Right. And we're in this together. And um, and the reality is also, I have all these realities, but the people who are generally coming after like Asians right now are, you know, people who are extremely religious. They have this, you know, you know, this tie, you know, if you look at like um, evangelical Christians and following Trump, they have this skewed view because they are listening to, they listen to their grand leader and therefore believe it's like good against evil and the coronavirus is evil. So the Chinese are evil because they're the ones who brought us the virus. It's crazy thinking and it's extremist thinking. You know, is this the thinking of mainstream America? Um, I would hope not. But what I do know is that um, there is an uptick in violence, a serious uptick. And it's something that can't be ignored because, you know, Asian lives matter. Black mm -hmm. lives matter, brown lives matter. We all matter and we can't fight amongst ourselves. We have to fight for what's right, you know, and I don't mean fight with your fist because, you know, people try to twist that up, mm -hmm. but we have to, you know, um, 
you know, put away all of this um, negativity, you know, and not, not do that. So I know that's um, not a fun ending, uh, but it's important. It's very important. And I think that, first of all, Laura, thank you so much for stating in the way that you stated it, because it's it was right on the money with what's going on. And the sad fact is Asian discrimination goes unchecked. It's gone un yeah. unchecked in our society for a very long time. And the longer that it's gone unchecked, the more that it has festered and growed, uh, growed, grown into what we have now. You got the, the new teen, the new, the new editor of Teen Vogue magazine was just under fire. She's an African-American woman who made some racist um, statements about Asians on her Twitter back when she was 17. And as a result, most of the staff of Teen um, Vogue wanted to make sure, wanted basically posted a letter to make sure that she does not get the job. She did get the job anyway. She's tweeted about being apologetic. She's um, sent a letter to the corporation about being apologetic and, and saying that she wants to make some positive change. Um, when it comes to how Asian um, Asian communities are represented. But it starts early. And the first step for us is to speak out against it as people of color in a yeah. united way. And um, yeah, at least at least we can do that. Nobody in our circle yeah. is perpetuating these type of violences, but it's important that we at least well, start to speak out. I, I think I think the people in our circle might be. And and I think like when it comes to 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 black people and Asian people, I know growing up, uh, uh, being racist, being prejudiced, discriminating against Asian people was was more like accepted. Like that happened a lot in the black community. It just does, you know what I'm saying? And not to say that it doesn't happen on their side too, but mm -hmm. it definitely was a thing. Like that was a thing, and it's it's a terrible thing. So I think we need to check ourselves. Like we just like we want. <laughs> we want white people to take to read these books and 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 learn yes. about us. Like we need to learn about that community. We need to share that knowledge with our friends and our family. And we need to check our friends and family when they're being racist, problematic, um, yeah. and and all these terrible <laughs> things. Because I mean, I'll speak for myself. They are. <laughs> they are. And 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 that problematic behavior leads to violence. And no one cares about the violence because of the because we accepted the problematic behavior in the first place. So I think we we can check ourselves when it comes to that. Definitely, at least for a first step. Mm -hmm. I think the new generation is really uh, is going to save us, though, because between K-pop and all those Asian dramas that they be watching, my niece, she knows how to speak half Korean, half <laughs> Mandarin, and she's good to go. And we we watching everybody's back, right? right. But like, uh, yeah, I mean, that's outdated. That's something that you grow out of with education. And you know, living experiences with people, you know, I, you know, I know, I, I know plenty of Asian friends and different levels of, of different socioeconomic levels. You know, I know scammers, I know doctors, I know everything, right? So, like, um, I think more exposure and and just calling it out, like you said, David, when when you see it or you hear it, like this is not what we're doing right now, is it? Because it's mm -hmm. not. Right. This right. is not right. You know, it's not good. And, you know, these are our people, too. We're all people. You just yep. have to realize that you are, we are all each other people. Eventually. Yep. Yeah, I think you yeah, make a good point, Greg. There's parallels between what I see, like the Latinx community going through in our country mm. um, it, as compared to what uh, Asian Americans have gone through in this country as far as internment camps, as far as detention centers. So when we stand up for 
communities that are being discriminated against, we stand up for ourselves because those things were accepted, you know, 30, 40, 50 years ago, mm -hmm. all of a sudden they come back and they crop up again that we're able to, as a country, treat people like animals and put them in detention centers mm -hmm. and put them in internment camps. When we stand up for those people, we stand up for ourselves and prevent that from happening to other yep. uh, minority communities. Yes. Absolutely, absolutely. Yep. Yep. Um, I, I, I just before we close, I just want to swing back around to something you said, Greg. Like, uh, was it B two K? I think if we, um, if everyone has to watch B two K, it'd be you know, listen, better world, you know. And use your skin oh. regimen. That clean. That's the 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 Korean skin yes. regimen thing is on point. Skin Wait, you mean B two BTS? I said, when did somebody mention B2K and I didn't hear it because I fucking love B2K. Uh, but I also I also love BTS. I I love K-pop. K-pop's great. Uh, so I'm I'm for B2K or BTS. I'm with both. That would be, there'd be so many there'd be like 15 people on that tour in one group and nobody would get paid anything <laughs> oh my gosh um well this has been awesome uh thank you so much david for joining us um hopefully we can get you to come back again yeah, we want to okay. see more of you awesome awesome sure. um well this has been the guys i'm laura canty samuel i'm paper snipe and we have Greg and Dan Yao. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is gonna be a big pause. So <laughs> I was gonna let Dan Yao go first. <laughs> I was letting you go, Greg. <laughs> um, thanks so much, and thanks uh, to Big Will for like making this happen. Everybody, have a good night. <laughs> Thank y'all so much. Thank, Thank you. Bye. you. Bye. <laughs>